This is a Lip Media Podcast. Oh, hello, chickens. Uh, welcome back to the Golden Girls in Space, the Lanai furniture of the future. Hey chickens, it's the fabulous Adam Richard. We are up to Trial of a Time Lord Part 10. Oh, it's a slog, isn't it? It's really only Part 2 of Terror of the Vervoids. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, <laughs> now, yesterday I said the doctor was regenerating this whole time. What if he had a heart attack on the exercise bike? <laughs> and that's why he's been regenerating. Who knows? Uh, so... <laughs> This episode is uh, quite insane. Um, We start off with uh, the, you know, the guy in charge of communications showing Mel into the the, uh, hydroponics bay in a repeat from last episode. Uh, He's like, you know, we don't want you breaking your neck. And then he gets zapped. And Mel gives a ripper of a scream. It is a great cliffhanger, Doctor Who style. Uh, You know, zaps going off everywhere. The camera pans across as the plants start twitching. Oh, my God, it is so good. And then we get dragged back to the boring old trial, um, which is, you know, just basically recapping what happened in the previous episode. Thanks, guys. We we watched it. We're fine. Um, Then we get another glimpse of the... Isolation room with another dramatic sting. Oh my god, the music in this episode is wonderful. I love it. It is it is proper overblown, like late seventies, early eighties electronic at Doctor Who. I love it. Um, and there's been a bad sandwich accident in the isolation room. Like it just looks like someone's torn up a 
peanut butter sandwich and thrown it on a, a, a plate. It's very strange. Um, then we're back in the the gym again with Honor Blackman showing the doctor a Fitbit uh, and asking why he doesn't have one. He's like, I've got two hearts. And like two hearts, neither of them pumping very well. In fact, they may he may have had a double heart attack. As I said on the on the bike, and it has been regenerating this entire time. Um, and then we get back onto the bridge, and too old for this brick, the retiring security guard has some sort of iPhone, which he's using as a phone, and then he starts talking into the earpiece, which is weird. Um, oh, and then old mate translator helmet finds a leaf. Uh, and then I, I love the two scientists that are working with Professor Lasky with uh, with Honor Blackman having uh, <laughs> this this kind of narky conversation like they're contestants on RuPaul's Drag Race. I know what I saw. <laughs> the one with the mustache gets so upset. Uh, and then we get the Demeter seeds again, and then we get you know there's a vague you know, mistaken identity. He stole my seeds. Oh, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> the fellow may be a fool, but he's a, he's not a criminal. Um, and I do love the scene with the Commodore's like, oh, I'm going to go quickly past the black hole because I want to get some proper investigators on board because I don't trust old mate. Um, my last my last journey out, I'm, I'm about to retire. And I certainly don't trust the doctor because he's a buffoon. Uh, so yes, we, we're finding out that... Uh, the Commodore has other plans, so they're going to speed up and go past the black hole. Um, and then we see the translator helmet guys playing Galaga on a big screen. <laughs> and then Honor Blackman have, has now found out that the Doctor didn't steal them. He picked them up in the Cabin 6 slash Cabin 9. Who knows what cabin we're going on with there. Um and then the Commodore says, you know, I've gone past the black hole, which of course is going to turn into a thing later because the translator helmet people are like, no, if I go past the black hole, they're going near our house and someone's broken in and stolen all our stuff. Um, sure, it's a bit more full on than that, but that's what it kind of boils down to. Uh, and one of them doesn't turn on his translator. And at the time I'm like, is this meant to be a big deal? Or, you know, given some of the mistakes that have been going on in in this show in the last uh, you know the previous eight episodes like it could have just been someone hadn't pressed the button um <laughs> but no uh it does turn into a thing um i do love when they go back to the trial and the inquisitor goes shut up i'm trying to watch television <laughs> Like, she says it in a much fancy way. Are we going to let your words do all the speaking or shall we go back into the Matrix? It's it's essentially, basically, because she used to play the mum in the <laughs> the gravy commercials. I'm, I'm imagining her going, kids, pipe down. I'm watching myself on TV. Um... And then there's a the doctor and Mel have like an exposition moment uh, in front of the, you know, the glorious view of space, which is achieved using uh, blue screen. Um, and their hair, their fluffy eighties permy hair, is doing no favors to the process of blue screen. <laughs> blue screening in a very black outside, which makes the inside studio footage look quite washed out. Um, uh, then the Doctor's doing tricks again. He's, you know, he's pulling his leaf out and showing it to Mel. And I'm like, he's definitely regenerating into the Seventh Doctor. Because, like, 
lots of tricks, playing the spoons, you know, lots of up-close magic. That is very Seventh Doctor behaviour. I am totally convinced that this being in the Doctor's future is his final adventure and he's in the middle of regenerating. He definitely had a heart attack on the exercise bike. A double heart attack. Um then we get some monster point of view, which is one of my favourite things in Doctor Who. Like when you, basically it's it happened in the movie Jaws uh, because the robot shark was busted and just Steven Spielberg couldn't get it to work. So he just did a lot of like, let's not show the shark uh, and it makes it more terrifying. And the same thing in Doctor Who. In, we can't show the monster because the rubber suits are terrible. Uh, so what we're going to do is do a lot of monster point of view with a bit of green tinge around the edge of the screen so it's like oh and heavy breathing like it's it's my favorite thing about Doctor Who is monster point of view like it just I feel so nostalgic this episode is just it's ticking so many boxes for me um (laughs) then oh and then the the, (laughs) Honor Blackman and the other scientists have a, a deep conversation back in the gym. So she was in the gym before with the doctor, showing her his fit, showing him her Fitbit. Then she's in the in the Lanai Lounge, the Golden Girls Memorial Lanai Lounge, uh, in her gorgeous twin set, uh, which is like a deep purple. And then she's back in the gym, and I'm like, how many times does she go to the gym? And I was talking to my friend Peter, and he said, well, if you owned a lilac tracksuit, you'd want to show it off as much as possible as well. Um, (laughs) So she's back in the gym in her lilac tracksuit Having a conspiratorial conversation Um, Pussy galore is very fit That's all I can say Uh, Then we get the old guy Who had two lines in the whole show And he's his plot purpose has been completely eviscerated now because we've discovered that the guy who didn't turn his translator on uh, was not actually an alien. He was the guy who called the doctor. He was the guy that took the Demeter seeds and the leaf and he was investigating all this stuff, was recognised by the old guy. So someone knew that he wasn't who he was supposed to be, as the doctor realised, although the Valiard and the Inquisitor had no idea. They must be terrible at watching Poirot. Um, <laughs> and I love that the doctor quite, like, you know, normally Miss Marple, when she does that, does these things, she's like, well, he didn't turn on his translator and uh, that's when I knew things were up. Whereas the doctor's like, he didn't turn on his translator. No, he's really having a terrible tilt at having his own Midsummer Murders here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the old guy who revealed this, that, you know, basically put this guy in jeopardy, made him have to go into the uh, weird suit that didn't, and didn't turn his translator on properly. Uh, that old guy has fulfilled his plot function now, so he's dead with a sting in the neck. Uh, and finally, we get to the very end of the episode and we're inside the isolation room. <gasps> oh, my God. The doctor sets off an alarm, says that the Golden Girl Memorial Lanai is on fire. Um, so they go in and they find a weird lady with a pulsing plant frond on her face and she's got some weird makeup thing going on another spectacular scream from mel episode is over it's not a great cliffhanger because it's just someone with a funny face but oh so exciting uh and i don't know why she's been rejecting all of these sandwiches and tearing them up into pieces and throwing them away but i'm sure we'll find out in the next episode oh the terror of the vervoids it's just full of squeals and silliness 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.